0: feel like I just took a spiritual shower. Mm-hmm. You know how you are when you just get out of the shower, you're like, ah, come on world. <laughs> so thank you, Chaitanya Leela. I know that was really sweet. Your your voice just keeps increasing. I mean, it's potency. Who knows where you're going? I think bunch of were in a different step. I think they were dancing while you were singing. Look, they're all in a different pose now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're dancing, when you stop, they went.
1: <laughs>
0: you ever try that? You, know, you look away, and I'll say you rip it up real quick. And they would go. <laughs> so 15th chapter continue so uh, does anybody have any reflections from last week that they want to kick it off with or should we just dive in Nothing okay let's kick it off. I'll kick it off. I thought I think we'll start. I don't know exactly where we left off. I know we didn't make, but it's a short chapter. I mean, it's only like I think 20 verses. <clears throat> so I'm gonna kick it off with verse eight. And then we'll go on from there. Sari Ram Yadap Avapno Ti Yatschapi Uh Ritvaitani samnyati vayur gandham Ivasayat, translation. The living entity in the material world carries his different conceptions of life from one body to another as the air carries an aroma. Thus he takes one kind of body and again quits it to take another. So, as with all verses in Bhagavad Gita, this one you can meditate on. What I like to do is to break it down sentence by sentence. What is Krishna saying here? As the living entity in the material world. Now we're talking about the living entities like us. We're here in this material world. So we're on this side of reality, okay? So we're in the reflection of the real. The spiritual world is the real world. We're on this side. We're caught up in the reflection. You know, the illusory part. So as a living entity in the material world carries different conceptions of life from one body to another as the as the air carries uh, aromas. So like you can uh, walk past the field of flowers, and uh, you'll smell the air coming across that field, and the aromas of the flowers are coming with it. Likewise, if it's something not so fragrant, that would be there too, you see. Uh, The air is pure, but it will pick up small particles of something and carry them, and these particles ultimately fall out. Uh, That's why you get some places like by the the beach. You know how the beach, the air is always, well, depending on what beach. (laughs) If it's Chapati Beach, maybe not. You know. Uh, But some beaches, most beaches, you you get this fragrance and it's, there's nothing in the air except iodine. This iodine. The iodine layer is about six inches above the water. And this comes, you get get this, it's supposed to be very healthy, and so going to the beach is like you get fresh air. Uh, There's really not much out there in in a clean ocean, and some oceans are clean. Some of them maybe not so much, but others are clean. And you get this pure air with a little bit of iodine, you see. So, uh, but the air itself is pure. So uh, you, the living entity, carry different conceptions of life from one body to another. See, it's very subtle, this uh, conception that you have of life. Uh, Thus he takes one body and again quits it it to take another. So this conception that you had when it was checkout time from your previous body, carries you into your next body. Now that conception that you had uh, will cause you to perform certain activities. It, it causes you to. It gives you a certain uh, decision-making process because of your identification with a particular aspect of this material world. So. You, You're accepting and rejecting propensity is based on this conception, you see, your decision making. So therefore, your actions will be based on that conception that you have in that previous body. So that means that your reactions going forward because of your actions, based on your conception, will cause reactions, karma, you see? Uh, You had a nice question that I've thought about from time to time, about uh, does one take a a female body due to karma? Uh, Yeah, karma, but is it bad karma or good karma? Is a female body considered a lower birth? So there's yeses and nos here. Just like we have the real world and we have the reflection of. If you are like all the other living entities and you take a female body, it's it doesn't matter if it's human or whatever, you know, so if you take a female body and you're in illusion, insulated from the concept of just exactly who you are, Part and parcel of Krishna. And you don't know who God is, and you don't know what your relationship is, yes, it's a lower body. Why? Because almost everything else is gonna try to um, manipulate you. You see? That's true in most most species, maybe not all of them. <clears throat> so but in the human species it's also true. Um, the female body in the material concept, uh, she's—it's uh, a lower body because she needs somebody to protect her because uh, she's open for uh, misuse, mostly by men, mostly by the male of the species of whatever female body that you have. The male will try to uh, dominate. Why? Because. The male thinks he's his body, the female thinks she's her body, and so the male feels I'm stronger, so I can do what I want, you see. So uh, this gets a little difficult to understand in the modern, if we put it into modern day, you see. Let's back up, okay, is the modern day, quote unquote modern day, is this Reality. I mean, is this the way human society is going? Is this, in other words, is the world a really good place now because we have economic development? Because you nowadays you don't have to grow your own food. While you go to Whole Foods or you go to uh, Sprouts, you say, or Farmers Market. You see, you don't have to do any of that now. Why, life is so good, isn't it? But this very life that we have is digging the grave of human society because of pollution, misuse, overconsumption. Why, just the packages that I notice in America, you notice in America that, did you notice? In America, the containers are worth more than the stuff that's in them you you buy some something in india and the container is cheap i mean it's barely holding together you know it's just enough to keep the stuff from leaking out but in america part of the sales pitch silent sales pitch is you see the container and you think wow and look at that label so you've got this container that's several hundred times better than it needs to be to deliver that liquid or whatever into your face. And then when you're finished with it, you let it go. Some people say, but I recycle everything. Yeah, well, not everything. The, 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 the amount of stuff that goes in to be recycled, the, the percentage is smaller than we would want to know. So, but anyway, my point is whether you recycle or not, we recycle. You know, Kashma and I recycle. But uh, what do they do with it? Not enough. Still, it's broken. You see, whenever I come back from India after being there for a long time, I may buy something. <clears throat> and I'm looking at the c- container. And is always, he's always chastising me, you know, because I'll finish the container and I don't want to throw it away. <laughs> I want to reuse it. You know, <laughs> it's too good to throw away. In case was saying, say, Dad, look, we've got a whole cabinet full of containers, okay? And I just can't, if I get something that, that's in a nice jar with a good lid that seals, I, it's, I cannot throw it away. Mm-hmm. I can't <laughs> recycle it. I wash it out and I think, I'll need that. But I remember a time when a container like that, in our lifetimes, a container like that, you'd think, wow, this is great. You know? So it's like mason jars. Mason jars, nobody ever threw away a mason jar. Well, that would, if you ever broke a mason jar, I remember I was using my BB gun, I was shooting target practice, breaking mason jars one time. I shot like three of them, and my mother came up and spanked me. and said, What are you doing? It's waste! She kept them for, she'd keep them for 100 years. You change the lids, you know, when you can. When you go to can, you need canning, uh, can new canning lids to first seal. So, so this society, as we see it, and as we know it today, is vastly broken. And we've already discussed, there's no way that it can endure. You know, when the rest of the world gets up to the, consumer level that we're at, the economic level that we're at, we're going to run out of resources. We're not going to rob the world of resources. The earth is so vast, we can't rob it all, but we can't take it out of the ground. We can't manufacture it enough, you see, to give seven and a half billion people, by that time maybe eight billion people, the same consumption rate that we have. So this is craziness. So let's back up. And I always like to use Lord Chaitanya's time. 535 years ago, people grew food. (laughs) Even when I was a kid, most people grew food. Even people who lived in the city. I remember I was in an Italian neighborhood and they all grew tomatoes or something in their backyard. They couldn't help it. You're not going to stop them. If they had no yard at all, then they'd have like a flower box, maybe growing something, you know. So at the turn of the century, going into the 1900s, 97% of the population was agrarian, meaning they grew at least some portion of what they ate. 3% was not. So today, that's reversed. It's about 3% of the people actually grow, and 97% consume. So therefore, you have these massive farm things and It requires, it actually, to, to do it on that scale, requires artificial fertilizer, artificial um, pesticides. If you're gonna farm 10,000 acres, you need these incredible machines you see, and it causes a whole ripple effect of things that you have to arrange <clears throat> for a few people to harvest enough food to feed the, the numbers, you see. You have to crossbreed and, and genetically modify. I oh, know that's a nasty word, but they do it. They've been doing it for, well, for thousands of years, but now they say it's they're doing it differently. I'm not a scientist anymore. But now they have like tomatoes. You know, all the tomatoes. Well, I don't know, maybe that's just normal to everybody. But Remember, when we used to go to the store when we were kids, every tomato was a different size, you know? Different shape. Some of them pretty, some of them not. Now you go to the store, they're all really pretty. They're all the same size. They're the same size so that the machine that harvests them, it's set to you to harvest that size tomato or pear or whatever. They all look the same, but that's not quote unquote the norm. It used to be, used to be when when I was a child, you had to watch out when you're eating an an apple because you might get a worm in it, you know? And even worse than that is finding half a worm in it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and it's not like that anymore. So we're, we're in this illusion that, so the part of a woman in today's world, it's kind of like, forget about you being a woman. We need you to step up and get shoulder to shoulder with the men. We need you to go sell insurance and <clears throat> do this and do that and, go to war and, you know, because it's it's good for our economy. What economy? If you do your thing, the farmers out there, those mass industrial farmers, they'll continue to do what they're doing and we will all be fed. But we, it, and not only that, not only that, but you have, it's your right to do it. Not only that, it's your duty to do it so we our society is forcing women to go shoulder to shoulder with men and what's happening is the men are a lot of the men are saying well sure if you want to do it i'll just let you do it you know i'll back off a little bit you know so that's what's happening in today's society so because The ladies in business, in the business world, it's not a physical exertion kind of thing, you see. I mean, it's like if you have uh, one insurance salesman and he works out and he's real buff, strong, and you have another insurance salesman and he's kind of small bodied and not that healthy, it doesn't mean that the the healthy buff guy is going to sell more insurance doesn't depend on physical exertion or strength. It depends on getting in there and doing what we tell you to do. We'll give you a process. You go down there and you walk in and you tell that guy this. And if he says this, you say that. And if he says that, you say this. So we've, we've streamlined it to where the world that, and it's like we don't need you to pay any attention about the real world of growing food. That's for the low- class people, but you're higher class. you just go and you do. <clears throat> so what we do, what we've done is we've tried to make this like an even thing for all people, male, female, whatever, you see. And we've already discussed, I think that what suffers, we all know that the, 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 the home in America is suffering and Europe as well is suffering. Why? Because the presence of the mother isn't there. Nor, in most cases or many cases, is the presence of the father. The father often times becomes like one of the children. You know, he's going to go off to his office, and she's going to go off to her office and drop the kids off at somebody's. What do they call them? mom?
1: Uh,
0: care. Huh? Child care. Child care. Yeah, daycare so he's off at his office she's at her office and they're doing similar things you know he's on a computer selling insurance she's on a computer doing something else whatever and uh it's kind of like the pressure is put on women to earn you know we expect you to i've talked to a lot of couples and that the stress between them is well Either he's not making as much as her, or she's not making as much as him. He's not caring enough of his financial weight, she's not caring enough of her financial weight. So the whole reality has changed. So the conception that we have right now is kind of tainted by this society. Uh, we, society, well, they're not saying this out, but they're saying it subtly. We don't want you to be a woman. We don't need you to be a woman. Be a woman if you want to bear children. Other than that, we want you to take this rifle or we want you to get in that company car or we want you to go do that, you see. We, We want you to be a productive part of our economy. And if you don't, well then you're not stepping up. You're not making your rightful contribution. You see? Now, back up to Lord Chaitanya's time. So, uh, most people grew stuff. (laughs) Most people depended on the ground, rainfall, you see? So, uh, it became very important if you were a strong man or a weak man, what to speak of a strong bodied man versus an average strength woman they're not as strong as men they're just not so there is a differentiation in the application of what they actually do so if it was if it was all men and no women the stronger guys would say hey look dude i'm going to go work in the field if you go out there and try to keep up with me it's going to kill you so Why don't you take the food that I harvest and bring in, and you cook it while I'm out there? Or if it was all women, no men, just all women, the stronger women would say, hey, listen, dear, come on, you're killing yourself out here. Let me do that lifting. You do the the things that I need to be done for me to do the heavy lifting. And I need to do the heavy lifting or, or none of us are going to have food, and nobody's going to have clean dishes or clean clothes. Or... So there's a harmony that works together, regardless of the size or the sex of your body. There's a, a part that you play in the natural and the way the world has been for eons before that. Now, it doesn't go back quite 500 years, so even just Hundred years ago, it was very much like that. As the world started to put more demands on females to uh, step up and carry the weight of a man, we're not asking to do heavy lifting, work in a factory. We're asking to do whatever you know, whatever else that we have. We have people to do labor, you know, and they're on. $300,000 tractors you know so we have people to grow and harvest if we have all that we just need you to get in here and do with the rest of us so so these conceptions that we carry with us uh, so is it a lower body to answer that question I almost forgot to answer it but is it a lower body if you are um, if you are in a godless situation it is, uh, let's call it. Um, instead of this saying, it, it's a more unfortunate because it's that w- female body is more dependent in a natural situation. You see, a
1: vulnerable being more vulnerable.
0: vulnerable. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes I, I there's a word right there, but I can't grab it. She's more vulnerable. Now. If you're an insurance agent and he's an insurance agent, and you both work for the same company and you've got the same job, well, you're not vulnerable you know, to him or the, so but I'm talking about in, in, in the real world, you know, in the real world, um, there were always people, you go through history, history tells a tremendous story. Uh, there were always people that were attacking, <clears throat> You know, even India was attacked again and again. So many places were attacked by people who wanted resources, you see. Sometimes they said it was for re- religious purposes, sometimes whatever. Sometimes it was just for the for the king, whatever. They wanted the resources, the spoils of war. And part of those spoils were women. You can read history like in, even in
1: Bhavata, and because I didn't read the scriptures before I came here so I was always thinking I'm equal but then after I came into the Vedic scriptures with the philosophy and all and about the history I realized always woman has been less intelligent in the history so well
0: no yeah <clears throat> and now what does that mean less intelligent
1: that's what the Bhagavatam is quoting that yeah but
0: I know but it. what does that actually mean
1: uh, probably like it's um, we are weaker uh, in the physical sense. Physically. Yeah, and also like But to in
0: today's say, world, there is, I'd say, as many, as high a percentage of women get college degrees as men. Not more. Uh, if not more. So, so what does intelligence mean? You know, a lot of times people think it's your ability to think. Well, intelligence means, like, for instance, an army, for the army to operate, it needs needs intel. So I'll send, you know, I need you to go on top of that hill over there and look at the enemy and bring me back some intel. I need to know how many of them are there. What kind of weapons do they have? Uh, How much food do they have? Do they have enough to last one day, three days? What about their supply lines? You see what I mean? That's intel. I don't have it now. So I I need you to go scout and make me intelligent about my enemy. So uh, how can a woman be less intelligent? Intelligent on a, um, let's say, a material basis. Well, she doesn't know things that a man does. 500 years ago, or 100 years ago. She didn't need to know things, and she didn't want to know things that a man knows. You know, she's thinking, look, I don't care how you plow the fields. If he's gonna come in after a hard day in, in the field and he's gonna gripe about, you know, the boll weevils are eating the cotton, she's gonna be thinking, oh, here we go. It's not like, oh, really? <laughs> Just like when the man comes home from the office and starts telling the wife, oh, these people in the office, are she's thinking, oh, gosh, I've got my own problems. You know, my office is this. So the wife is thinking, you've got your problems with the boll weevils in the fields. I've got my problems. Well, you know, this, this is breaking down and this is happening in my job, you see. So the women didn't need intelligence of the material world. You see, they didn't need it. And truth be told, they didn't really want it. Now, all through history, there have been women who decided and had this uh, different conception from their previous life that I want to be this or that. And they made a uh, tremendous presence in the world. Cleopatra. Wow, talk about a hot shot. I mean, you know, Julius Caesar conquered the world as they knew it. And then when he got to Egypt, Prabhupada tells a story, Cleopatra conquered Julius Caesar by simply raising one eyebrow. And this is the great, if you know history, you know the history we studied about Julius Caesar? What an incredible story. He was a Bigger than life, man. I mean, he was almost like a superhero. He was a general, a warrior. He was genius and brave. He was like, he figured things out. He had been kicked out of Rome because people were worried that he was going to take over. So they kicked him out. He went and became a general and went against everybody's orders, against the emperor, and went and conquered Germania. When everybody, you know, Rome was saying, don't go there, they'll kill you. And he went and conquered them and brought that part of the world, you know, back. And they made him emperor. I mean, he was this guy. And yet Cleopatra just, bam. So then, and she she bore his child. So then uh, after Caesar, it was Mark Antony. She did him she conquered him too I mean we can go on and on Margaret Thatcher Wow you read about Margaret Thatcher what a what a leader uh, I mean we can go on and on so there are from time to time people who have a certain conception of their life and of, of what they do and how they do it and they kick down the doors and take over, you know, so. so how
1: much
0: the karma plays in the sex of the- On the material side? 100%. I had the karma. I took birth as, as Cleopatra. I had the karma to be not just a, a, a woman, but a very fabulous woman. According to what they say, Cleopatra wasn't even exceptionally beautiful. She was incredibly genius and she's, you know, so karma, yeah, I had the karma. So, um, is it a lower birth? If you take birth in, uh, amongst lower consciousness people, yes, they're gonna beat you up, and they're gonna take advantage of you, you know? Back in the olden times, you may find a good husband. He may be taking very good care of you. And the whole family may be very happy. But then a tribe may come through, kill your husband, and capture you and make you their their wife, take you somewhere else. Is that a lower birth, materially, to have a woman in a situation like that? The barbarians are invading. They're killing your, your husband and your older sons.
1: I heard the
0: woman used to go into that fire pit when the husband dies. The king dies, the queen comes to love. Yeah. It wasn't always, but yeah. It was by their cho- her choice. So, yeah. Now, if if you say that on to, in today's world, some more of our people, oh, how dare you say that? Let's fight. Come on, you know. If we go back to natural raising food, uh, not so many guns and bombs and airplanes and stuff, you know, just raising food and their tribes come, they're going to kill the men and they're going to snatch you up and they're going to take you somewhere. Why? For sex! And to get you to cook and clean. And they're not going to do that to the men. They're not going to say, hey, look, this guy here, I think let's, he looks pretty strong. Let's take him back so he can wash our clothes. <laughs> you see? And if there is a fight, the man has a chance, a better chance of winning and fending off the intruders rather than the wife does. So, yes. So you've got to take it out of the context of the now, today. So... Now, on the spiritual platform, is it a lower birth? No. Well, yes and no. She's still weak. She's still dependent, you see. Yeah.
2: I've got this um, Those who take shelter in me, though they be of lower birth, women, and suges, can and sujas, can attain the supreme
0: destination. Right. Right. Lower birth, Comma, right? Isn't there a comma? Women. Now, if I'm sensitive about that, I might say, You're saying women are lower birth. Well, no, we said lower birth, comma, women, comma, Vaishas, comma, Sudras. So we're not saying the woman is a Sudra. We're not saying she's a Vaisa. We're not saying she's necessarily a lower, you see what I mean? But lower, there is that category, what does that mean? She's not, uh, it's been my experience that ladies, oftentimes, now I'm not talking about all three and a half billion of them, assuming that half the planet is female or three and three quarter billion of the women. I'm not saying every one of them is like this, but kind of generally, they're not always as interested in scripture. They're not. They're just not as interested in studying and quoting and knowing Bhagavatam. They're not. Some of them, a lot of them, really, really are. You see. So I mean, has that been your experience?
3: Yeah, mostly.
0: You know, and I remember when we started that community in Dallas. You know, we had you know a couple hundred people there. Half of them were women, and, and so. Um, the ladies weren't really so interested in coming to Bhagavatam class. They were interested in taking care of their children. Now the ones that didn't have children, man, they were there front and center. You see. The young Brahmacharini, they were there in Bhagavatam class. They were. But the women that had children, you know, I mean, I tried to, I tried to. I think I told you that I tried, you know how men try to fix things and women don't always want you to fix it. Uh, I tried to fix it so my wife could come to Bhagavatam class. And I had this idea that let's get like one or two of the mothers to watch the children so the rest of them can go to class. And my wife says, why don't you just stay out of it? If we needed your help, don't you think we'd be knocking on your door saying, oh, we have a problem, can you help? And I said, but you could all trade off. It wouldn't be just the same ones. From a man's point of view, that is a damn good plan. But from the women's, they all looked at me and said, "Get out of here. We like what we're. I'm associating with my god sisters. We're chanting together. We may even read together, and we watch after our kids, and we talk about what we're going to do and how we're cooking and this latest whatever we have." And we'd rather you guys just stay down the hall. And if we need you, we'll call you, you see. So uh, that, in a general sense, is, is true. Now that's not to say that some of, some of the women, a lot of them I see in Istan, are uh, equally as interested in hearing and chanting and preaching, equally. You see, many, many of them, and ISKCON is a place. Although there, I think we were talking. Or it's either you, someone I was talking with on the on the internet. There's all these things that talk about ISKCON being misogynistic. You know, well, there's about 140 people in the world that are you would consider uh, the ones but the SDGS, you know, the sannyasis, gurus, and the GBCs. There's that layer of those who are the leaders. And I know all these guys. I grew up with them. I've known them for, it seems like, 100 years, you see. Uh, there is not, uh, in the group that comes and, and participates in where ISKCON is going, there's not one misogynist. Not one, and if there was one, he would stick out like a big sore thumb. It would be like somebody showing up wearing a purple dhoti. Dude, what are you doing, you know? (laughs) So there are some sannyasis, one or two, that are, although I think I heard somebody tell me that one of them is kind of coming around, that are, that, and they don't hate women. They just think that all women should stay in in, in the house. There's a few prehustas that feel that way. But it's like a, so few, you know. I mean, really, so, so few. They're not making any noise whatsoever. They may they may try to make noise. Sometimes they're outside the GBC meeting and they're holding they're handing out pamphlets. You know, women should stay in the home and. Didn
2: didn't Srila Prabhupada say that a woman, when she's a child, should be protected by her parents, when she's adult, protected by her husband, when she's older, by her sons? Yeah. That's so true. How, how can she go to the workplace
0: and follow that? Well, there, now you got to take reality and transplant it into the unrealistic world of today. Well, it's difficult. It means that she's got to become more manlike, you know. It means all the guys, you know, men have a tendency to talk, men ways, and so now we've got to clean all that up. So it's like, I don't know, you know, we're, the women are here too. So all right, men can do that. They can put away their potty mouth, wash their mouth, potty mouth out, you know. They can do that. They'll just be. The women have kind of a cleansing atmosphere when they mix with men. You know? All of a sudden their language clears up, yeah, things change, you know. So, does this make any sense? Yeah. So, uh, but this this conception is, is carried by this person. Why did she take birth as a female? Karma. Now, more than likely, At the time of death, this lady had, uh, she was in a female body, and she was meditating on her husband at the time of death, or her son, or some, so she took birth as a male. At the time of death, the man is meditating on his wife, or some female form, you see. So he takes birth as a female. So karma is pulling you, it's carrying you as the air carries an aroma, birth after birth after birth. So, um, but in our movement, uh, there is not a better place in the world for a woman to become all she can be or wants to be. It's not a better place. You see, we have so many, so many leaders. I mean, our temple president here, uh um, five of the biggest temples in north america are run and controlled by women you see Um, i can't remember if there are any in europe women gbcs why don't we have more women gbcs here's people want to translate the transcendental world of iscon into the illusory world of today 2019 why don't you have more women GBCs? You know why? They don't want it. <laughs> they don't want this.
2: What about the issue of uh, women wanting to be gurus in this country?
0: I think some want to.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, and there are some that say in 2019 language well, if the boys can do it, the girls should be able to do it. No, that's true in selling insurance and doing this, but when it be- comes to becoming a guru, is that true? What if there aren't many that really even want to do it? You know, this is, uh, huh? I think that's implying that they might want to do it. Pardon me? I think it's implying that they would want me to do it. You know, I don't need, I don't, I don't need. I mean, I kind of get around. And I don't need any that that want to do it. There are hardly any men that will do it. There's only 80 gurus for millions of people. (laughs) We can't get men to do it. (laughs) They don't want to do it. You know, so so we're gonna go sell it to women, right? Hey, mother, how would you like to leave your children your grown-up children, and your grandchildren. Now, here's the deal I'm giving. And without any money or any help from anybody anywhere, go travel around begging your way, place to place, and doing nothing but preaching and seeing if people start to approach you to become your disciple. How would you like to do that? Well, the women are probably going to say, Thank you, no. That's a big, that's a big role to take. Well, yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, it's it's,
0: to. it's different, you know. Uh, it's a little easier for a man to leave and go to the forest and take. That's Vanaprast means one who lives in the forest, you see. It's a little easier, and it's very natural when you think about it. It's like... Uh, Women that I know whose husbands have, and and how many are gonna do it? Less than 3%, probably less than 2% are actually gonna leave home, men I'm talking about, leave home and go with nothing, (laughs) and I mean nothing, and just go beg around and just try to get places to preach and take what falls from the trees, you know? How many are going to do that?
1: It goes back to, like, women being vulnerable and unprotected, too. Yeah. Because if they're going, like some men can take advantage, or, you know, they could do so many different things to women, you know.
0: Well, yeah, Prabhupada yeah. says a 15-year-old boy can travel around the world alone, but it's very difficult for a 15-year-old girl. Yeah.
1: Because they don't even, even if they're not, if they don't choose to take a husband, they don't have a community, that's kind of...
0: But it's kind of natural. like. For instance, I'm going to use myself, uh, because I know that my arrangement better, and I can speak better for my own arrangement. Uh, Keishiba's mother is perfectly happy. (laughs) My ex-wife, perfectly happy, surrounded by grown children and a whole bunch of grandkids. She loves every minute that she's with those grandkids. She looks forward to this. Is her life now? How many people do you know that have a household that say, You know what? I think we need a couple, you know, some married couple, and they say, You know what? I think we need in our house to make it complete. We need to go out and find an old man, you know, somebody over 70. That would make our home sweet. Nobody wants that, you know. So it's kind of natural if the guy says, I've done it all. You know, I'm exhausted materially. So I'm just going to go and hear and chant and preach. And the family says, Oh, yeah, okay. Good luck with that. Bye bye. They don't go, "Ah, No. (laughs) It's not like that. Ah!
1: Does Krishna call the guru? I mean, isn't this a
0: role that Krishna has in my life? Well then then there's that. Then you've got if we if we involve Krishna in this scenario and the guru through through the guru Krishna is saying um, you become a guru. That's what I want you to do. You can say oh, I'm not gonna I refuse. Okay. But so there's there's that. Krishna is saying, I'm going to give you some uh, empowerment to do this. If you, It's like mission impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to leave home with nothing <laughs> and there's not going to be anybody to help you. You're just going to have to beg your way around and see what happens. Just go out and, and speak. You know, so but in uh, does that mean I'm not close with my ex-wife? I don't talk to her very often, and I see her every once in a while when I go through Dallas, I might see her. We're, we're better friends than we ever were. you know. Uh, all of my children I'm very close to. My grand, my grandchildren are very close to me. There was my, my daughter, uh, you met Priya when she was there? Did you meet Priya? Priya. Okay, my daughter. She was telling me that uh, my granddaughter. <laughs> she's like nine, I think now. I can't remember exactly. I mean, I can't remember anybody's age, so. But uh, so she was. She was at a, at a birthday party. She took her to a birthday party. My daughter took my granddaughter to a birthday party, and so. Uh, at this one girl's party, whose birthday it was, her grandfather was there, and her grandfather was uh, the. Who is that guy? Well, he's my grandfather, and he was this and that. She starts to brag on her grandfather, and so my granddaughter says, oh, in a humble way, but my grandfather is who. He's a very important. He travels the whole world every year. And all the kids are like, oh, <laughs> really? And she's in her phone and she says, that's a picture of my grandfather. They're like, wow. <laughs> and Priya was telling me the kids acted like, yeah, how do we compete with that? <laughs> <laughs> she was like proud, but not like, you know, so, do I have a good relationship? I haven't, when I see my grandkids, they love me. You know, I love them, but uh, it's, if the man is part of that less than 3% that can leave his grandkids and leave everything that he's built and go off, then uh, it doesn't mean that he's gonna, it's gonna, be, he's gonna be unhappy deprived, you know.
1: But woman is definitely deprived to
0: leave the back in. Gosh, if a woman, if, if Bhakti Lata left her scene to go out and preach, I don't see. I mean, that would be the greatest austerity, to leave those grandkids. You know, I mean, I just don't see it as a possible reality. You know, so... Am I getting too far off the subject? Yeah, we're still. So, this has been on my mind lately because I I, we this comes up from time to time. We don't talk enough about it and put it in a perspective, Uh, and we have to because we do live in twenty nineteen in North America right now, and so there are going to be people looking at us, comparing us to. Do you? live up to my standard of how I see a woman's role in society. You, all of you, ISKCON, live up to my standard. Well, no, probably not. You know why? Because we have women who really like being women. We really do. And what I've noticed in society, uh, you know, in in my years in business, most of the men, in I was in the insurance business, and most of, most of the people were men. And in any, in, in any circle, in any industry, you have some people who are big hitters. You know, they do a lot of the business. And so, uh, some of those were men, and sometimes those were women. But of the women who were in that business, was a higher percentage of women who were the masters of the business than there were men you see does that make any sense I mean some of the, when, the women that were in that business they were superstars you know they were uh, bigger than life they were as good it as if not better than just about anybody else you see so there, there weren't too many mediocre or struggling. There were mediocre and struggling men, and some really big, bigger-than-life superstars. But there were some women, and they were. And I'm not saying they all looked matronly. Most of them were very attractive. They were highly intelligent, well-educated, and they knew how to play that game, and they, they made they were hugely successful. You see, so so nobody in the world is saying, uh, well, unless it's some little niche group somewhere over here is saying, well, women are trash, and, they, and we don't say that. But well, I'm saying, if you let the average, the average woman, not all of, them, the av- in general, if you give her. A proper lifestyle she will embrace having that woman's body and she'll never be envious of having a, a, a man's position now of those women that I knew and I knew many of them that were superstars <laughs> not one of them told me that I'd rather do this than have kids they all had kids and they all felt like <laughs> I think I'm denying my family. So, I'm not super familiar obviously with the history of
2: of Christian consciousness, but I'm I'm sure that like all major religions, it's it's probably gone through some changes over the years. Maybe at one time women were not, let's say, accepted in the GBC. Now they are, and who knows what the future will hold? I mean, maybe at some point women will be. I don't know. Certainly, most of the Abrahamic religions, they've don't do things the way they used to do it. So one of the challenges that I find with acceptance of personal consciousness or pretty much any religion that I've looked at is knowing that change occurs. It's hard for me to hang my hat on the present. How do you personally deal with that, knowing that the possibility that what you're saying, even though it's valid today, may not be valid in 50 years from now, because it may be different, because the world changed as you're well, describing. in 50 years,
0: the world will change. But if you just do the math at the way the world is going, it's gonna change back to people who grow food will eat. People who have cows will have ghee. Uh, they'll have milk and milk products. People who do that will be wealthy. They'll, I mean, even if you just have enough, you'll be wealthy because the co- consumption rate that we have in, in, in the world right now, the growing economies, uh, I mean, America uses 25% of the resources, we have 3% of the population. But India and China, which is predicted by 2035, when they get to our level, do the math. There's not enough. So, this society as we see it right now is just a blip. It went. If you back up and look at centuries, it went like this the Industrial Revolution, blah, 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 blah. Then it's going to go back, growing food. That doesn't mean it's going to be horrible. It wasn't horrible when Lord Chaitanya it wasn't horrible. It was wonderful. There's no stories in Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, the people thinking, oh, God, we need to do it. No, life was wonderful. Everybody had plenty to eat, plenty of fruits, plenty of vegetables, you know, there was plenty. Now, there were some parts of the world that didn't, you know, like maybe there was a drought or something like that. So when we go back to that, things are gonna get back. Uh, does that mean at that time, we're not gonna have female diksha gurus? No, you know, it's like I keep telling people when she shows up, we'll know, but we can't legislate and litigate and throw tantrums and make it happen, right? Let's write a law huh, why don't we just let her, let her happen? If she leaves home and she's doing that and she's dedicated to preaching and people uh, see her and say, you've, you've given me Krishna, then she's become guru, regardless of what any leader or leader society says. You see? She, by definition, she's become guru. Or she may become a Shiksha guru. And then it may be that she becomes a diksha guru if she's got the spiritual potency. Just because she has a woman's body doesn't mean she can't get the spiritual potency, you know, to take people back to Godhead. So we don't know. What I'm saying is let's not try to pass laws. Let's not have a law for or law against, why don't we just let it happen? You know, If it's gonna happen, don't hold anybody back. But let's not artificially put somebody, you see what I mean? Let's just get real and let it, happen. Let it do what it's gonna do.
2: So are you saying that there haven't been any women who, who tried to be guru, that were told you can't be a guru in this kind because you're a woman? I don't know the history,
0: I'm asking a question, is, is not, be, not because you're a woman. Oh, for other reasons. Yeah. Oh, okay. They didn't, uh, didn't measure up for, oh, in other ways. Oh, I see. Maybe it's not in this but in India. There There are women gurus in other, you know, in India. In the
1: history, also, I think we had women gurus, I
0: guess. Yeah, in, ours, in our Sampradaya, there's been female gurus. Well, you and know, not his wife, right? Yeah. But, I mean, you're talking to oh, Lord Nechamanda's wife. from yeah. the spiritual world. And so, but there, there, there have been others. Yeah. And there can be others. I'm just saying, for the most part, if you could see it from my eyes, I can't even get the man to do it. I'm, you know, I went for a lot, for years, I was recruiting my godbrothers, saying, hey, Prabhu, you know, why don't you, why don't you take disciples? No, oh, no, 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 I don't. I don't want to do that. No, no. Why should I do that? We've got you. If, I've, if somebody is interested, then you can come and you can initiate them. <laughs> All right. Well, that's legitimate. You don't have to. I can appreciate that. So, uh, you know, how many women could we recruit to, to actually do this? So the numbers are the numbers of who of of the people men men and women are the percentage is so small that if you split it down it does the formula of 2019 does not work that if the boys are doing it then just as many girls should be doing it you tell them that's like me saying if i'm doing it then you should be doing it that's only fair isn't it Why should I wander around with nothing? You know, well, I could still be driving a Cadillac and bouncing grandkids on my lap, and that's not attractive to me. No, this is attractive to me. I love what I'm doing.
1: That's why I won't work if you go in with that mentality. That I want to be one because
0: if you want to do yeah, it, it it's like, that disqualifies you. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> if you start out saying oh, I want to be a guru. Well, you know. All the, do you have any symptoms? And, you know, Are you actually changing people's lives? Are people wanting to become your disciple? Well, yeah. Oh, okay, then. You know, so I'm going to move on.
1: I do just yeah. want to thank you so much for having this conversation. I, I, I don't think I would be the only woman that would say that I, that's very, very
0: deeply appreciated. Yeah, and I, I really want uh, everybody to understand, especially the ladies to understand, because this is, it's very difficult. And it's been on my mind lately, since you asked me the question, it, I thought, I'm telling myself, you don't spend enough time talking about this. And the reason why is because it takes a long time, and I'm lazy, and I want to say it one time, and never have to say it again, you know?
1: Did we record today so you can say it? <laughs> but you know, I,
0: actually when I get real with myself, I don't mind it. I don't mind it's it. It's very helpful. You know? it, and it's, but we, we have to translate, we have to get out of the consciousness of 2019 seeing that this is real. Well, no, it's really not because Lord Chaitanya's time was real, and we're gonna go back to that, let me see. It's gonna happen. So, yeah.
3: I was just gonna say what you've also discussed before, it makes most sense to me, is um, like we live in a world of predator and prey. So basically it's like a manipulative environment where we try to lord it over, take advantage of one another to ultimately have a better situation. And so, like women, the way that I understand is they, they operate more on a heart level. So when they deal in the world, they deal from the heart. They, they take care of children. They open their heart up. And they trust. And therefore, in the material platform, historically and especially present, they're taking advantage of because of that. But on the spiritual platform, there's the highest devotees because that operation from the heart is natural for a loving exchange with God. Right. And as opposed, so that's why it's like it Switzerland, the mm-hmm. women are the highest devotees because they're operating on that level. And the men might be caught up in philosophy. And, counting them and the, but I the mean, women are just giving themselves to God. like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, are we to say that the gopis are lower? No, they're the highest. They're, why? Because they can show, this, I guess
1: that's why I wonder why there aren't more women leaders, and thank you so much for for saying this, because if women are um, more able to demonstrate love or or model that, I mean, if bhakti is love, right? I guess that's why I wonder why there are not more women kind of
0: in a position where they can model that. uh, Especially in the material world, we need a blending of the two. The woman has a tendency to deal with her heart. The man has a tendency to deal less from his heart, so he's a little too harsh. The woman might be a little too uh, easy. Look at a whole the average home. You know, uh, I don't know anymore, but it used to be this way. The dad was the guy that, you don't want to make dad mad because he'll spank you. Mom, you could kind of talk her out, of, oh, mom, please. And the worst thing your mother could say is, go ask your father, oh, God, mom, can you just let me go to the, I'm gonna to go to the dance. You know, or mom says, I'm gonna tell your father. Oh, my God. Now, if your father says, I'm gonna tell your mother, Good, I don't have to deal with you, dad. So you can see, now because the woman deals a lot more with her heart than the men, the men have a tendency to usurp them and take advantage of them. Now that's women also, some women, not all, but some know how to play that game and they know how to manipulate men by using their heart or making the man think that they're using their heart. You see what I mean? They can manipulate the man. And the man manipulates the women because he lets he, he leads her to believe that I'm always gonna be there for you and I'm always gonna protect you and provide for you. You see? So it's a material manipulation, which is, someone told me, I forget who it was, uh, basically, Not everybody, but in general, what a man wants from a woman is he wants to enjoy her body. And what the woman wants from the man is, I want you to take care of me and protect me. Now, that may not be completely true right now, today, 2019, okay? But in general, and so there is this manipulation from both sides. The woman agrees. All right. I'll give you access to my body, and you give me access to your assets, you see. Is that incorrect? No, and I think that
2: sort of answers her question to some extent, which is it would make it very difficult because the sex drive is probably the strongest drive in a man, it can be. Yeah. That it would make it, it makes it difficult to interact with women the way Ideally, you would want to act around a woman in the way Krishna consciousness on a spiritual is, basis. A spirit, yeah. So yes, it would be. It's it makes it
0: difficult. How right? do we, we keep up. How do we keep the men with a wearing a spiritual mask from manipulating the, the woman to get access to her body? Well, yeah, I mean
2: that's, that we've that, that, I
0: mean, I've seen that in our movement. Right. Does the man always know he's doing it? No. And and I think
2: some of the devotees that I've been exposed to, then they purposely will distance themselves from women on a because they don't want to be tempted to be involved in that. So consequently, the women end up taking a lower role, not because of anything they've done, but because the man is saying, I don't even want to look at you because that's
0: gonna get my sex drive going. It's gonna light the fire. Yeah, it's gonna light
2: the fire. And so it's it's difficult, and, and I think it- and so know, then there
0: becomes a a, a, a kind of like a, a distancing and a rub between those two because she maybe if she's single she's wanting to light some fire.
2: Well, maybe maybe yeah, I
0: mean that's possible. Generally, right? a woman knows that she can light fires. I mean, come on, look at the advertising and makeup and clothing and everything, and you know the role right. of the woman in 2019 is someone who can light a fire you know
2: well that's kind of that is the way our society kind of you know and men are are
0: trying to light fires too and many of them can but generally a woman can she really can she can pull it off so a woman may be looking for a mate and the man she may find a guy who's thinking if i even look at you that i'm gonna you know you're gonna pull a cleopatra on me you're gonna conquer me so I have to push you away, okay. so there gets to be there gets to be this pushing back and forth. So, and if both of these people are not spiritually advanced and and um, purified enough, then material consciousness is still there. Iskon is like a hospital. Not everybody here is completely well yet. Some people uh-huh. have just started. Some people are halfway through. Some people are almost completely cured. But there's different levels of material contamination. Just because somebody walks through that door doesn't mean they're immediately totally white clean. So we still have that excess baggage all of us have. You see? When you get to the point where you uh, can't, can actually become asexual, then you can take disciples, whether you're a male or a female. You have to be asexual. What does that mean? Sex doesn't apply to me. What is my sexual preference? I don't have one. I don't plan on on reproducing. I don't have any need for that. You see, it's not attractive. So, can women do that? Yes, can men? Yes, can a lot of them do it? The percentages are extremely low. Yeah. Uh, I was just
3: gonna say that in reference to Michelle's question too, it's like I think one devotee was giving two an example, like sometimes the godis would be in the background. It doesn't mean like a guru guru is a really important service, Krishna, but it doesn't necessarily mean because you're in a particular role, that you're not a great devotee. Oftentimes like the women will be describing the Bhagavatam, they're watching Krishna from the rooftops. And they have the most love for Krishna in the background. And the men are forward towards Krishna. Yeah, like that, yeah. exactly. Like yeah. that. So it doesn't it's not a matter necessarily like like a guru might have men might have more traditionally a role as um, has a male body to be that position, but it doesn't mean that somebody like probably, probably that one example where that old lady because she's carrying water from the well happens that she really loves Krishna. So it's like you could have you could have a different roles and service to I,
0: Krishna. I'm, I'm glad Krishna. That, that you brought up these points because this, I was forgetting to that's a part of the story that I had you know uh, another point because we're running out of time but I I, I I need to make this becoming asexual means that I can love everybody including the men you see if I'm Heterosexual, well, i got to be careful how much I love the guys. people may talk, right? It may make me look like less of a man. You see what I mean? So, but if I'm asexual, I'm seeing, that means that I don't really have any need for your physical, to enjoy your physical body. There's no need, there's no desire. I see a body as a a bag of skin that holds blood, pus, urine, stool, and a bunch of—that's really what it is, you know. That's really what it is. I'm talking reality. So, if you can become asexual, you can see bodies as nothing as something that are, you know. When I look at my own body, it's it just. Old age can help you. You look at your body and think, yeah. You know, you may look at some young person and say, woo, now that looks good. Well, no, it's the same blood, pus, urine, stool. It's the same thing. However, there is a beautiful living entity within that body. There is a beautiful, lovable entity, very attractive. You see what I mean? And there's no physical sex life with that entity. To, to get involved, uh, to, to, to lose your asexuality, you have to start focusing on material bodies. And there's nothing attractive to blood and pus and, you know. That doesn't mean that when I see the devotees that I don't see beautiful people. I see beautiful people, but I see the men as beautiful as I see the women. You see? And, you know, like when the the devotee performs devotional service, it's like, you know, when I hear you chant like that, you become more beautiful, even more beautiful. When I see you doing your devotional service, as, as I see you progress, you become even more and more beautiful even from my eyes my eyes are seeing a more beautiful entity but I'm not judging you by blood and pus and urine and bones and you see but there is a physical radiant beauty attractive I mean it's hard to explain. I don't have the words to explain it you see so when you Digest this Krishna conscious philosophy, you—you're uh, not distinguishing between, well, you're a woman, so you're there; you're a man, so you. No, I mean look at look at the contribution that we see from women in our movement. I don't think women are any less than men just because they're in women's bodies. I don't think my women are better. I, and I, I identify probably said, my women are the best. And I, I, I feel that way too. In some way, I'm a bit of a chip off that block. I feel, my women, you know, I think for instance, not just to pick out just one, but I think Radha Sundari is, is such an incredible entity. I mean, when it comes to figuring out things, and I've told her this, if you get a group of people in the community together, and we need to figure something out. Radha Sundari more than likely is going to be the smartest man in the room. She'll have it figured out. She knows, she's got a mind like a steel trap. Am I wrong? Have you ever seen her completely goof up? No. She is, you know? It was
1: like, I was
0: thinking like, even in these women that take these leadership roles, there's
1: like this, like in their nature, their qualities, there's like a balance of like this, they're feminine, but yet still have like these masculine energies.
0: It's a good point. Look how feminine Radha Sudri <laughs> is. But, but not, she's as smart as any man and yeah. smarter than most. So
1: it's not just because they're in a woman's body or a man's body. They right. take on different, like it's like it's just soul. And,
0: and this is a good point. Yeah. Radha Sudri likes being a woman. Yeah. So she's not trying to. You think she couldn't become in charge of something? She doesn't want to do that. And whenever she comes up with her ideas, which are generally the best that everybody puts forward, she does it in such a shy and humble way, you know? She doesn't want to say, well, again, (laughs) I'll say, never. And, And actually, very few people realize just how far advanced her intelligence is. She doesn't try to run it. She doesn't want to show it off. It just is what it is. And she's comfortable in that arrangement. Not Mother St. is that way. She's highly intelligent. She doesn't aspire to be. I've asked, I've, I've told her from time to time, when are you going to start taking disciples? She's never, never. <laughs> no. So,
1: the like, 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 what to like, there's a certain, uh, like when they step in the room, there's a certain presence about them that's yeah. just like no man's gonna even come close to that, you know, like it's just kind of like this, it's very like empowering and very like, and
0: come into the, room, in, the just, in the upper you know, crust of controlled. the ISKCON, the older guys, when women of this nature mm-hmm. enter the room they feel in the presence of greatness. Yeah. Not because she's a woman, yeah. because, because you're a great soul. Just yeah. like when, a, when a, a devotee, a man that comes oh, Hare Krishna. Mm-hmm. You know, Mother Malati, you know, all, of, all of the men, the sannyasis, the big gurus, GBC, they, oh, Hare Krishna. You know, mm-hmm. And they mean it. It's like, <laughs> recognize you as a great soul. Not because you're a woman, because you are that. Great soul. So now are there some lower conscious people that haven't overthrown their bout their battle with the material energy? Are there some of those people who haven't made enough advancement who would think that well mother malati's just another woman? Yes, they're there. They're they're here in ISCON. Yeah. I mean, and I
1: mean, you I know what?
0: I don't really care what the rank and file says. If I'm going to follow in footsteps, I'm going to follow in really big footsteps. I'm going to follow the leaders. I'm going to follow the people that have been doing this for so many decades, and they're actually, uh, they're actually living the philosophy. Not somebody who, takes a, a, who can grab a piece of the, of the uh, Shastra and try to say, this means that all women are lower than men. Are they there in Iscon? Yeah. But they're all buck privates and corporals, maybe. You know? Nobody salutes them. You know, we don't care what they say.
3: It looks silly, When huh? you, you see them, like, say something like
0: this, it just looks silly. It looks silly. And when those guys come to Mayapur, and they're around the upper cross leaders, they're like, you know... And I saw one of them. Some of them I I know they're kind of mouthy on Facebook, and I'll will kind of intimidate them. They'll be like, "Oh, hurry, hurry, go, go." So, wow, is that all you've got to say? So, wow, would you like to come into the meeting? We got the whole leadership here. Would you like to come in and say what you were saying on Facebook? Oh, no, come on, come on in. Oh, but you'll go get on Facebook or you'll sit around the chrysalis room and blah, blah. You kind of rarely Yeah, you don't they know doing they're not, they're
1: not really being true
0: you, you look at those lives, you'll find people who are probably not chanting all their rounds. They're probably following two of the four regs, you know, but yet yeah, they're trying to tell you What their interpretation of the Bhagavatam is, you see. And one person like that can make a lot of noise on Facebook or on the internet, you see. But there are people who have a better understanding of our philosophy and who are closer to Guru and Krishna, you see, and I'm interested in what they say. I want to listen to the generals. I don't want, I don't really pay any attention to what the privates and corporals say. You know. All glories to them. Carry on, men and women, carry on. And you'll get there someday. See? And what, what we'd like is if you would become leaders. But you're gonna have to you're gonna have to grow up and you're gonna have to get a little purified. A good leader you have to become a follower. Yeah. see
1: it's, you know, it's
0: like you gotta be cautious of who you're hearing from. Like, oh, man, that 100%. is, that is because, yeah, understatement. It's the
1: most important thing. You.
0: Yeah. You gotta be so cautious of what you hear and, and who you're hearing it from. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes when I go to the store, you know, I, I love Sprouts, but they play all of this seventies music and it drives me insane. I mean, I could jive to it a little bit, but I know it's gonna it's gonna be in my head when I'm going down the street and I don't like it. I like to play the mantra in my head. And so sometimes I'll hear a particular song that I know is gonna stick, I'll put my fingers in my ears and I'll just Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare, Hari, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 I don't want to hear it. You know, because it's gonna be it's gonna get in my head. And I'll be saying, Damn it! He <laughs> was like, you know, you go to the sink to wash a dish or something, and you've got that. You know, you know, I don't want this! So just got to you just gotta chant the
1: mantra to the, to the beat. Uh, yeah, that, that works.
0: you Or know, I yeah. put on some kirtan by somebody like uh, Kadambakan Swami, when he's really <laughs> rocking it out, turn it up. And then when I turn that up, then that's in my head. You know? <laughs> So you have to be very careful what goes in. Because garbage in, garbage out. If you put enough garbage in, garbage will come out. If you put enough sweet Krishna in your head, Krishna will come out. So you have to be very careful. What do I hear? You don't hear it. So, yeah. In the Bhagavad Oh I only hear that song once every 20 years. <laughs> next time I'm ready for it. Yeah. Uh, so it's quarter after six. Are you upset with me because I... Uh, no, do you, do you
3: want to do another finish the chapter next week? Yeah. I'd love it. <laughs> so, yeah. but, uh, I mean, that's that's I'll do
0: whatever I can to get from no, we not, we're not so rushing by so the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's okay with you. Well, we only have 60, three more chapters. So. Yeah. yeah. So we can tap the break every once in a while. But I wanted to get that out, you know, for all of our benefit because there's not enough of that. We're too focused on. Um, Krishna Katha, but sometimes we have to take the material energy, put it in perspective with the real, the real world, and the world isn't necessarily real as it's appearing right now. You see, and and not only that, but it sure isn't making happiness. We've got so much great stuff, but how many great happy people do you see? My God, you go on I, I try to watch a little bit of news and it's just like, oh my god.
1: And I think um uh I think uh the philosophy and everything is always relevant to this or any any changes because it's dealing with stuff that's below the surface. Yeah. Because everything's changing, but like it's something that's much deeper and much higher than yeah. And that, you know, it's dealing with the root of the reason why things are happening the way they are, so it's yeah. always relevant
0: to whatever is going on. Two yeah. things I can't stand is one of them is misogyny and one of them is feminism. I don't like either one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Misogyny? Yeah. Men who, uh, what's the definition of misogyny? They just hate women. Yeah. And feminism, they, they, women they hate, and
1: hate they, men. And they yes. want to be
0: great. Uh, why can't, why can't we be somewhere in the middle, you know? There is a, a middle, I don't like that. But there, there almost is a need for the women to get together and fight what's, if not, the men would try to control them. They would, you know. Or well, they would push them down and put their foot on them, if they could. So the women. In today's world, they have to kind of fight back. You know? They've got to struggle. Uh, And they're not
1: able to see uh, what's actually going on. They just kind of. Yeah. They don't understand what's actually at play, what's actually why it has resulted in the way it has, like this society and everything. They don't understand why it's it's this way. It's just a lack of empathy. Yeah. Like, that's all there is
0: goes back to that. It's Lack just they, of don't know. they don't If we could give if we could give proper knowledge to everybody, we wouldn't have a problem yeah. people in ignorance right place.